0: Hi, thank you for tuning in to the Finding Harmony podcast with me, your host, Harmony Slater. Hi, I'm Harmony, and welcome to the Finding Harmony podcast. Many people don't find yoga until quite a bit later in life. Many of our guests that you've heard so far have found yoga early on, but today's guest found yoga and came to the practice of Ashtanga Yoga much later in life. She'd already had two children by the time she started practicing yoga, and so her approach to the practice is quite different than some of our other guests, and her experience and growth with it is also quite different. She had different challenges and also new insights. At one point, she even moved to Mysore with her two children, and her husband took on a business so that she could stay there and practice long-term It's a wonderful honor to introduce you to Anne all the way from Sweden, and I hope that you really enjoy her story. It's very inspiring and one that teaches us that at any age, anything is possible. Hi, welcome to the Finding Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Harmony, and I'm here with Russell Case.
1: Well, it's a pleasure to be here, thank you.
0: And we're joined by the lovely Anne Schwartfeld. Hello, Anne, how are you? Hello, I'm fine, (laughs) thank you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Tell us where you're joining us from today. Uh, I'm actually on an island outside of Stockholm. Uh, It's a small island called uh, Sandhamn. It's very beautiful. So yeah, is, I'm is sitting that, here in a conference room at the hotel where I'm staying. <laughs> nice. Is that yeah. like
1: um, the composer, Stephen Sondheim? Is it like the same name?
2: Uh, no, yeah, Stephen Sondheim. I don't know if I know that composer. <laughs> Sorry, oh, Russell, He but... <laughs> did
1: um, Luncheon in the Grass with George and a number of other musicals in, in New York that maybe maybe not as popular in Stockholm.
2: Sandhamn. Yeah, maybe I will look yeah. that up after this interview. Thank you. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you were you were just telling us before we got on that your name uh, Svartveld is, um, yeah. if I pronounced it correctly.
2: Yeah, it's it means a, pronunciation.
1: It means a field of, of swords, and is yeah it, is there a is there a town or a field named Svartveld some, somewhere that the near Stockholm? Is that where you're from?
2: I'm from actually, we say the northern part of Sweden, but it's actually in the middle of Sweden, but not so many people live up there. So we call it the north mm. and it's close to the mountains. I don't live there anymore. Uh, I actually live in the south of Sweden and uh, 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 now I'm just on holiday for a few days. So oh, that's why I'm in. Yeah. But swordfield, it's a military name, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah
1: yeah so, I, I, is it is that near guttebori or gutenberg uh
2: no gutenberg is actually a little bit south from stockholm so okay uh yeah it's on yeah. the west coast and stockholm is on the east coast. okay okay yeah
1: interesting or just uh we have to come on... to
2: sweden yeah <laughs> i'm <laughs> I, I the wonderful like nature and uh, yeah, this archipelago is uh, it's absolutely fantastic it's uh amazingly beautiful well, i can it, highly recommend a visit
1: it's very emotional for me because you know people you know the we strive to make a connection out into the void and you you wonder you know if if you are recognized out there in, in the darkness and and so when i see someone from from or meet someone from sweden it's, it is very emotional and i wonder if you know will i be recognized or is it just you know a you know a random occurrence a random meeting I, that i had a grandmother from from sweden i didn't even know if do, do i do That's i even lovely
2: to hear you have a grandmother from sweden
1: yeah from <laughs> from yeah. goteborg from uh,
2: goteborg okay yeah, yeah you yeah. have to come and see yeah yeah i think you would recognize i mean uh, it's it's a lot of nature and actually i thought there would be more people here out on the island at the moment but uh, it's not so crowded. We found the beach uh, and we were there on our own today. So it's uh, amazing. Yeah, Mm. very quiet. Yeah, very, very nice.
0: And there's quite a few islands around uh, Sweden as well, right? That all belong to Sweden (laughs) that you can travel to and spend time on. Yeah,
2: yeah. And these islands outside of Stockholm are not so big, but we have bigger islands, a bit uh, uh, more south. Mm. Gotland and Öland, for instance, we have. Yeah, oh, that
1: sounds nice. I want to go to Gotland.
2: <laughs> you have to spend a few months here to see you and I also the mountains. So.
1: <laughs> I want to spend a few months there.
2: Yeah. I have invited you, you know. Next time when you can travel, you have to come. Yes. To yes. teach
0: and I'll show you. That would be lovely. We'll wait <laughs> for the the bo- Canadian government to open its borders again.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it will take long? Or I
0: don't know. Hopefully soon. No. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Maybe yep. by the That's end right. of the summer.
1: Yeah, my mother misses okay.
0: me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh,
1: she. So I would. I need to go and visit her. It's been over a year now since I've seen her.
2: Where, where is she? Where is she's, she living?
1: Um. W- you know, we were all. Um, part of this the Lund clan in. Um, mm? In Chicago, so we're all this big Swedish family, but we all dispersed. So she's now down in in Texas. Um, Aha, where she Prefers the yeah. the heat but um, she's, she, no, she putters around the house like an old Swedish lady. She really is a, a little Svenska. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is a Svenska, you know, Lund- is, that male, is that a male or female term? Can you say Svenska about a woman?
2: Uh, yeah, that's a female term. That Svensk is a man and Svenska is a woman.
1: Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Lund. I have to tell you, Lund is a very, very nice university city in the south of Sweden.
1: I've heard that, and, and so for the yeah. longest time, I thought that we were from there, and then uh-huh. I found out, no, that the, these people named Lund, like uh, uh, my grandfather, George Lund, he, yeah. he was actually from Guttabori.
2: Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> well,
1: I, I had a little intro for you, Anne, and I wanted yeah. to, to read it, and it's just that mm-hmm. it's a pleasure to introduce you to our listeners uh, like us, like a lot of us, uh, you're an older model, Ashtangi. <laughs> uh, maybe less the Ferrari that we're used to from our youth, but now we are now more Volvo.
2: Volvo. <laughs> I was laughing so much when I read <laughs> <laughs> So you, you, you're a great introduction. <laughs> yeah. And you're
1: here to talk to us about, about starting Ashtanga Yoga later in life with more in- enthusiasm. You know, you uh, Harmony and I are experiencing, perhaps a psychologist could describe us, but uh, we're the lost the enthusiasm for life. <laughs> and uh, you're here to tell us how we can maintain the enthusiasm. I remember you were listening to the podcast, and some of the shows you said were were inspiring you, and you yeah. and felt like you wanted to call in and talk about your own experience.
2: Yeah, I, I came. I have listened to most of your. Uh, podcast I think uh, your interviews and I, I love to listen to them and I love that you you're doing this and that so many people get to share their experience uh, with the practice and my sort of experience and teaching and everything and then I came to think about well my experience is everyone's experience is different of course and um, but I started a little bit later and I had my kids around me all the time and so uh, I think I didn't have much time to just sh- take rest of the practice <laughs> 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 you know I was just then the kids woke up and I was busy all day and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you had was, your
0: children has, already and then what yeah. what? Like what in you? What was it that made you say, "Okay, I'm a mom"? How many children do you have, Anne? I have two, two. And you have two yeah. children. And yeah. what was it that drew you to this Ashtanga yoga practice? I mean, it's pretty challenging to, mm-hmm. as a mom, say, "Okay, I'm going to get up every morning and do this Asana practice," and and then somehow mm-hmm. stay awake for the rest of the day. <laughs>
2: But first of all, I didn't do the practice in the morning at the beginning. I did it when I had time, when both kids were asleep. Sometimes it was uh, 11 p.m. (laughs) I mean, I practiced when I could practice and uh, some days I couldn't practice. And I Mm -hmm. think it was good because uh, the practice uh, or the way my body has changed, it has been slowly, very slowly going. And Mm -hmm. um, so, before I met Ashtanga yoga I, I did some other yoga but I didn't understand how to learn a new pose so I didn't have a teacher and I more or less looked in books and uh, mm-hmm. I did the poses that I could do and I didn't do the poses that I could do mm-hmm. you know right. that way and then and then I tried some some different styles but I when I met Ashtanga yoga it was 2004 i already had two children then and i was 35 uh, mm. i immediately fell in love mm. uh, even though i couldn't do the poses and it was a, a guy from from us that came over to stockholm actually so he was my the first um, uh, teacher i met that taught ashtanga yoga uh, because i was living in stockholm then it was stan woodman do you know him yeah oh we do know we stan, do know stan. The
1: lovely stan yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, so he came and he he taught the full primary series, you know. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't do most of the poses, but I just loved it. Yeah. It was this this must be some I, I after that I couldn't do any other yoga. So <laughs> then I went <laughs> then I went back to my hometown up north where we have moved. Uh, we uh, actually I, I moved away from my small town where I grew up. And then I came back 14 years later, when I was a mom. So, mm-hmm. so we now stay that, uh, in that small town, and I went back and I started to practice Ashtanga yoga on my own. And I found a CD with Sharat, yeah. and he was guiding the primary series. So that was uh, uh, how I practiced. Uh, wow. Yeah. So you just put the, on our- the
0: CD and like yeah. practice as much as you could remembering yeah. the poses. Did you have any like visual aids or anything?
2: Not much. It was like I had done this before somehow. I, I wow. don't know what happened. Yeah. It was really, I I didn't have a difficulty in remembering the poses, even though I couldn't do some of them. I just did what I could, but I tried to follow the sequence Yeah, and I, I, I didn't, I didn't learn it the way I teach it now that people, they, they get to learn first sun salutation and then sun salutation B and, you know. Uh, uh, so I just did the full sequence even though I couldn't do some of the poses. I tried to do what I could.
0: Right, yeah. You're just yeah. doing it all at the, at one time. Yeah,
2: filling yeah. The holes when, <laughs> when they, whenever you could. Yeah. yeah, because I didn't understand the the it in another way so I just did it and I, I also didn't have any expectations in you know thinking uh, that the poses that were difficult that I would be able to do that. Uh, I just did what I could and then I realized things are, were happening and I they came e- more easily slowly the poses and yeah I was amazed about, about the feeling and how well I felt uh, mm. doing this practice yeah
1: I also like to fill in holes wherever I find them. Um, <laughs> I I had a <clears throat> I had a, uh, I read your 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 interview um, the importance of the the guru and I was yeah it was it fascinating to read your kind of life story, uh, but it sounds like you've always been interested in yoga you, even from yeah. a, a small child. I think you told a story about how you would journal. And you, yeah. would, uh, you, would, you would write about how you must do yoga. Is that right? Yeah,
2: I wrote, I f- actually found my diary just uh, a few years ago, um, six or seven years ago. I, I read them through again. And then I found the diary from when I was 11 years old. And I, I wrote there that I have to start doing yoga. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so crazy yeah but that was actually after i broke my leg quite severely and the doctor said that i would not probably be able to walk properly and probably one of my leg the, the hurt one would be a bit shorter and stuff like that
1: good lord and when that happened leg? to
2: me i was skiing in the, oh. yeah da- downhill skiing yeah
0: yeah mm. okay
2: so and when that happened I, I started to pray because i was terrified about uh, what, if I would have a life with one leg shorter and yeah, you know, right. uh, and uh, that was also when I wrote, I have to start doing yoga, but I, I knew nobody <laughs> that was doing yoga. So I don't know where I got it from. I don't remember.
1: You don't have any idea <laughs> how the word came to you. Like maybe- No,
2: no idea at all.
1: <laughs> the yogi can heal you. I don't know. <laughs> I have so many questions about that, about that statement. Well, and so do you still see in your your practice, do you still see that you can see the injury from when you were 11?
2: Uh, Every time I sit in Lotus, I feel my injury, yeah. Ah.
1: What does that feel like?
2: It feels like, um, well, it's a a pressure on my leg because uh, it's on my, uh, when I put the other, it's, I feel... I don't know how to explain the feeling. I just feel that the pressure is there and it's like, um, oh, uh, I have to be careful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so it makes me very present yeah. every time I sit in lotus, But it, it, it doesn't hurt. It's not like, oh, I have pain. It's just that I feel it, you know
1: yeah right. That's, you're aware yeah. of it that describes yeah. my whole experience of every part of my body now in yoga <laughs> like, oh i have to be careful
2: yeah it's a gift <laughs> it's yeah, a yeah. Gift. It's, it's a gift That's it's nice. wisdom yeah. yeah it's like you learn oh, to oh, pay attention and the... yeah
1: you yeah. broke this once let's just be gentle now <laughs> yeah
2: I, i'm so grateful for that i mean i i see i mean maybe i wouldn't have started uh, with yoga i don't know if that wouldn't have happened i don't know yeah. Mm. Uh, what do we know?
1: <laughs> well, well, later you also had like a terrible head injury. You had a was it a car accident? Yeah,
2: what yeah. I was uh, on my I was on my bike, and I had this kind of bike with the stair, uh, a rounded. How do you call it? I don't know. The, the handlebars. Name yeah, so I was with my head uh, in, yeah. leaning forward. So like, yeah, and I didn't wear a helmet. No one had a helmet at that time. Right. And then I crashed into a car. Oh! It was, I was, uh, let me see, I was 14. So uh, I'm born 69. So it was in the beginning of the 80s. 80s, Yeah,
1: those were better times. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Yeah, anyway, I crashed into a car with my head first and uh, I I passed out and and my my bike was completely destroyed. And I, I guess it's a miracle that I'm still alive.
1: Uh, was the car moving yeah. was it still
2: yeah it was moving oh
0: <laughs> my god! <gosh. laughs>
2: yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, so dear. I was yeah so I had an injury in my back then
0: yeah. of course my
2: head also but the, but the back and so it, it came slowly it started to ache a lot and I had a lot of problems with my back yeah and you- uh yeah and the physiotherapists at that time in sweden they they said you shouldn't bend your back backwards right so i wasn't Uh, doing that at all you know Mm -hmm. Uh, i was doing a lot of sports and uh, i i was quite fit i i come from a a family where sports was very important and Mm -hmm. we were doing a lot of skiing and everything Uh, and that i could do but i always had some ache in my back and uh, it uh, went worse mm. with the year. So when I was around 30, I was uh, it was like I had an ache in my back every day. And I thought I had to live with it, sort of. Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah.
1: Is it is it known that the north of Sweden is a very dangerous place where the children get hurt like this?
2: <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, it's a quite safe place. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll
1: think about that. Um did you so your parents were were sporty? What what did they yeah. What did they do? I mean, it sounds like, uh, did everyone ski or is that just uh, something that?
2: Skiing, ice hockey, all kinds of sports and um, a lot of competition. And that was what I realized quite early that I I didn't like to compete. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it at all. Uh, I loved cross-country skiing, but for the nature to go out and I love to be in the snow and just, you know, have trees around myself and um, a quiet time, but I didn't want to compete. And um, so, well, in that sense, I didn't really fit in my family and they are still in that uh, competition mode or what you call it. So they're still a bit different com- from the rest. So, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's interesting because yeah.
1: you, you mentioned as well that growing up, you said that you had a difficulty to feel heard, and you could yeah. you would try to speak and no one would listen to you, and it seems like maybe that fits in that you have a competitive mm-hmm. family where you you must um, be assertive or aggressive to. Yeah, it to was quite in. tough.
2: And, it was quite tough. Yeah.
1: And that that wasn't yeah. you to do that no
2: no and I I was completely different I I like to lay on my bed and read books and yeah so I didn't like that much to always compete and have that kind of mindset it's quite stressful mm-hmm. so yeah I maybe I should be great where I am grateful for when I crashed into that car again also because that made me a bit disabled <laughs> i mm-hmm. couldn't compete and uh, i had an excuse not to do do that competition right. thing anymore yeah
1: and so it's not it's it's not different now with your family you're still kind of the 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 quiet one that doesn't do that sort of sporty thing they as it do you feel more empowered now as, as an adult with them
2: uh, yeah, I think it has a lot to do with that they see that I like the life that I have and uh, they understand that I'm more into something that they don't understand so much about, but uh, I'm devoted and uh, those things they can understand, of course, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't think if you have a competitive mind, maybe I don't think that you maybe understand fully if, uh, if somebody doesn't, I don't know. I haven't right. talked with them about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, do you feel like you're they, in in better shape than they are now with the <laughs> yoga? Absolutely, because that was one of the things that also made me take up yoga at uh, uh, the age of around thirty. Again, uh, it was because I understood okay, my parents uh, and they are doing so much sports, but still they not, are not. Um, very very healthy they have difficulties and some issues and uh illnesses and you know Mm -hmm. so i thought this is it's not balanced to to train your body that much Uh, yeah Mm -hmm. to such
0: an extent so it was more of an attraction to like a mind-body integration it sounds like Mm. yeah
2: yeah and uh
1: did they have any kind of like spiritual inner life or, or your family in any way? Did, you, was it just the Lutheran church they went to? or was, was it...
2: <laughs> No, they didn't go to any church like that. But the, the spiritual life, maybe it's, uh, we all love to be a lot in the nature. So mm-hmm. uh, that we have uh, in common. But uh, yeah. other than that... Nothing organized. It's more, no, it's more <laughs> physical, everything, and focus on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's so,
1: interesting to, to kind of point to yourself as a child and and try to understand how is it that this child became this this person and I think it's mm-hmm. it's fascinating because all of our lives have these you know these points of crisis and mm-hmm. then we made a different choice than say our siblings did or our parents did and here we are mm-hmm. doing this very unusual thing
0: still
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and so yeah I,
2: I, I felt very different yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah
0: especially practicing ashtanga yoga at 11 p.m. at night.
2: Mm. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but always, you know, since you're also practicing, it's such a good feeling afterwards. Yeah. that Mm -hmm. it's worth it so much. Yeah. Mm.
1: It's still, I think Mm. I'm still, I'm fascinated by it though, because it still feels like you're you're a piece of of them. Like they're sporty, they're nature-loving. And you are, you know, physical with your body, and 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 you have a communion with, with nature, but also with the inner self. And so, it doesn't feel so different, to me. It's just that they are, um, more
0: Extremely competitive, oriented. Extra. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And I'm more interested in what happens inside of me, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, to connect with my inner inner self more. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, I feel because I feel like that was the problem for me in, in my store. Like that was the problem that I had to confront was that I was competitive. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, was, I was the most competitive person in my family as far as sports and um, uh, quite aggressively. So and so, <laughs> and so when I went to my store, you know, the, the I would look around the room and then anyone that was doing slightly better than me was a was a problem for me. And mm-hmm. so I wonder if your experience, finally, of going to or going to the yoga room was very different, because I can't even imagine feeling different.
2: I was so grateful for the practice and how it had helped me already without the teacher to uh, have a better feeling in my back and Mm -hmm. I I felt almost cured on my own because I didn't have that ache anymore. And Mm -hmm. because when I started doing um, uh, Udva Danurasana, back uh, bending, I couldn't uh, even straighten my arms. I had the hands close to my ears, but it was impossible. So, Mm -hmm. and and now I I am really bending my back. And uh, it it was amazing to, I remember it uh, so well when I could, straighten my arms <laughs> and stand in a, a bow like that it's Like, what happened now <laughs> you know <laughs> so i was i was quite uh, i was so grateful for the practice and uh, so and of course when i've been in miser i've seen people do so many difficult poses that i cannot do but i haven't thought so much about that Mm. I, I I think the poses are beautiful, all the poses, those that I can do and other poses as well. So I'm more amazed about that. And I find it fantastic what people can do, of course, but I'm not in a competitive mode. I have to do that also and striving for that or something. Mm-hmm. No.
0: How long did it take you, would you say, to go from being able to you know, put your hands there, but not really lift up or straighten the arms to being able to lift up and straighten into Urdhva Dhanurasana?
2: I think it took about four, five months to straighten the arms. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
0: And Mm. that was practicing pretty much every day.
2: Yeah. But not, uh, not all the process in primary series. I did what I could because I had my children as well, but uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I was practicing almost every day. Uh, yeah. 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 Wow
0: yeah did you make a special effort to focus on that one was it something that you like became obsessed with to try and do or
2: not at all because I didn't know that it was important (laughs) I I, I, I didn't uh, you know I just did the poses and you know I realized oh I know I can do this and Wow, how did that happen? And I I can remember, for instance, Alda Vada Padmotanasana, when I could reach the toe from behind and bend over and put my. I I was so amazed. How did that happen?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. uh pretty so many
2: things yeah
0: amazing to see your body open up gradually especially just on your own without any adjustments or help from Mm -hmm. a teacher you're just practicing on your own and and you're noticing all these changes starting to happen
2: yeah for instance and i took me eight years but
1: i can do it now yeah yeah wow yeah Harmony. you also mentioned this to me once that when you would go into the 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 uh, the lead class on tour mm. you said that uh, I, I think you said you like to crush it <laughs> you like to really bring it and um i know that feeling yeah where you like you want to be the absolute you're an absolute top form when you're in there yeah. do you still do you still feel that now <laughs>
0: Um, Well, last tour I definitely didn't feel like I was crushing it. (laughs) I was just surviving. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, you have to get used to both feelings, I
2: suppose, in life. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It comes, it goes. (laughs) But Harmony, when you practice, it looks so amazingly easy for you, everything that you do. I mean... Mm. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's, that's all part of the illusion. I'm so impressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen you, Russell. I, I don't know how you practice. I don't know if we even met. I don't know. Oh, I don't we know.
1: In- I, you know, when you described, you know, where you've been, you know, for example, that you took your first lead class with uh, Batabi Joyce in New York in 2005, yeah. I thought, Oh, maybe or two thousand. Yeah, I think two thousand five. I think. Oh, mm. maybe we must have brushed shoulders. And of course, I'm mm. very. When I meet, you know, older Swedish ladies, I'm always very interested in. Them. <laughs> uh,
2: okay. So, that was uh, an amazing time. I we went there because I was afraid of India, and I I had, I only had practice for one year, and I I felt I have to meet this guru of this practice and. Yeah. Oh, he's going to New York. It seemed so much easier to go there. And you know. And so did you go,
1: you went with your partner and, and you went to, hmm. to New York. Your your children were born at that time.
2: Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were um two uh, and four years old. So okay. they were they stayed with my parents at that
0: time. Oh, oh okay. nice. Wow. You had a little mm-hmm. romantic getaway.
2: Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's
0: nice.
1: <laughs> with some young uh, yeah. <laughs> And wow, that's it's, it's an amazing privilege to be able to get up and go like that. I remember when I was—I was
2: so happy to be able to do it. I remember it so much, yeah,
1: yeah. It, it, it is extraordinarily privileged because I, when I was yeah. there, I was really—I felt flat broke, like really destitute, and yet every, <laughs> you know, every summer I would go do my Hamptons and the Mysore. You know, -hmm. like Mysore, India. India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being able to take your Hamptons holiday in Mysore every for three months is extraordinarily (laughs) privileged. And yet, I was, you know, functionally (laughs) homeless. You know, it's (laughs) like
2: we all make. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I also uh, we sold our house and went to Mysore. i have done a lot of things like that. Couldn't afford to keep the house back home in Sweden and spend months in Mysore. Was in yeah. Festival, so, yeah.
0: So how did that happen? When what after you went on tour and you were in New York in 2005 with Patabi Joyce? What mm-hmm. did you start to feel more confident about going to Mysore?
2: What was it that pulled you there? It was Sharath because I had a problem with headstand. Mm-hmm. I I had so many fears and. Um, for the first time, I stood on my head and he, he just, I don't know, I thought it was amazing because when we came to that pose, he mm-hmm. came to me. He had never seen me before. He just came to me and stood next to me and I went up. He didn't even touch me. And since then, I've been standing on my head. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what he saw in my eyes or something that I couldn't do it or that I needed some support, even though he hadn't seen me practice. That was on day one and uh, wow so that was, that I was felt, on tour yeah i felt his power somehow it's like mm. I, I, that that was when i i understood okay i have so many things that happened to my body with this practice and also my mind of course but if i want to develop more i need a teacher and then i understood that he was my teacher wow
1: it's, it's interesting you, you wrote that that you said in in 2005 in new york you felt guruji's strong and loving energy mm. as you wrote mm. but you have yeah. this special connection with sharat you felt safe with yeah. him and mm. he made you feel fearless yeah and i had
2: so many fears so and uh, yeah something happened with me at the time and you,
1: him. you can say what it is about him can you talk about him to yourself like how, what makes him your guru and what, what makes him do this for you
2: well, I don't know. I can sometimes hear his words in my head. He, he doesn't use many words, but things like is possible. Okay, mm-hmm. So then I, I have that in my head. And I know, for, for instance, of course, dropping back was a major thing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and going through all that, I don't think I would have been able to do it without his support. He was quite yeah. tough. Actually, he was screaming at me every morning until I did it. <laughs> By I remember yourself. it. Yeah, yeah, until I did it. What I would he? That. What would he yell at you? Yeah, come up, or <laughs> you cannot come back tomorrow if you don't come up. You know, and things like that, <laughs> you know, so, and, and other people that were there at that mm. time, they said to me during day "Oh, he's so hard on you." I mean, uh, but I felt I needed that, and. Then uh, he he came up to me one day and he said, now it's time, tomorrow you have to get up. And he he was really, he looked me into the eyes and I got so scared and I thought, my God, I have to do it. And I got fever during the night and I was really (laughs) in bad shape. But then I stood Mm. up. The next day? The next day I stood up. Wow. Wow. It was the 23rd of October, 2010
1: oh my goodness wow yeah. so you'd
2: been practicing like pretty pretty
0: <laughs> regularly and consistently for about six years yeah yeah mm. wow that's that's a lot of uh, determination for you
2: yeah did
0: you feel <laughs> discouraged ever uh no. no 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 you're just
2: like if I
0: just keep doing I, I it actually, it will happen
2: <laughs> that, that thing with the doing the drawbacks and I didn't know that you had to learn that um right. mm-hmm at all Uh, so that was I learned that the first time I went to Mysore in 2009 Mm -hmm. that okay people seem to go up after after the bridge pose what is that you know I didn't know that you had to do that or that that was coming up next yeah so to say
0: yeah so when it came up for you you
2: were sort of like uh (laughs) uh-oh that I will never be able to do that that was my thought that is not for me and I'm so satisfied as it is, and uh, I'm, I'm going to stay with this primary series here, here. And yeah, like yeah. that. You're just yeah. happy
0: to do primary. Happy, primary. I feel
2: so good, and this is <laughs> enough, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. This yeah. is super interesting
1: to me. That I, <laughs> it reminds me of this kind of coaching, this hard coaching, very strong, encouraging coaching, but also intensely uh, uh, fear-making. It reminds mm. me of of course of, of playing football and basketball as a youth and the coaches being quite strong and hard. And it also it reminds me of when Harmony was giving birth, the she told me that um the OB came in and he was he was like a coach. He was like a football coach, you mm. know, go in there and do it, you know, and
2: <laughs> and roughly yeah. you, like,
1: You gotta do it, you can do it. And yeah. then that's true, isn't it? Harmony? That's how mm-hmm. he was.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very looked me straight in the eye, really fiercely.
2: It's nice to
0: get that support. Words.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I can do it. You can do yeah. it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> then you're, you're, you're convinced. Okay. Yes. I can do it. Somebody yes. believes I can do it. Okay. Then probably I can.
0: <laughs> yes. yes.
1: Yeah. It's helpful. And I, I wonder, yeah. see, it's such an interesting contradiction though, because I wonder if you had this kind of coach, maybe you'd be an Olympic skier right now. <laughs>
2: No, but the, the, the competition thing, is not for me. I don't like that part. But yeah, if you, someone
1: had pushed you to do it, you can do it.
2: Mm. I don't know. I think it's in your yeah, but still, personality. still, it's not competition for me. It's more the, the inner feeling and uh, yeah.
0: It's competing against your own limiting beliefs in a sense.
2: Yes. Yes. Okay, that I can agree upon. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, then I you That's could play fun. NBA basketball with that.
2: <laughs> no, <could>. uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, but do you know how stressful it is to stay at the um, to to stay at the starting what do you call it starting line before you have to go cross country skiing as fast as you can for five kilometers or something? It's so stressful. I mean, right. my heart was beating like hell, and oh. uh, yeah. I'm, I'm really bad at uh, doing yeah, but those this kind is, of things.
1: But this is how I felt before Kapotasana, exactly.
2: No. It
1: feels exactly the same before doing intermediate lead class. I feel my heart is pounding. I'm at the starting line. I'm doing everything I can to, to maintain my resolve to stay in the room. You know, it's mm-hmm. really frightening. And it is, it's like a starting line there in the front row, you know, like before a marathon.
2: Hmm. I don't see. I, yeah. It's for everyone, it's different, I guess. Yeah. It's yeah.
0: just your own inner experience. Yeah, None it, of it's real. No, but
1: it's, it's frightening. It's, <laughs> I'm scared.
0: It is what you make it. <laughs> wow. And yeah. so
1: you didn't feel this fear before class, but you had lots of fears. And it was all about wow. this you had this coach who was leading you through it.
2: I, I um, when I go to lead class, and especially intermediate i with Sharat, I, I just pray um uh in the beginning there that, that he will carry me through the posts so that i don't mm. have to do them on my own you know
0: oh, and I, i'm
2: not i'm far from perfect in every pose i just do what i can you know and he lets me go through he actually don't stop me so mm-hmm. he lets me do yeah.
1: I've never I cannot t- catch him.
2: my heels on my uh, on my own in Kaputasana, but he I can when somebody helps me but I cannot do it on my own but he lets me go further anyway so mm-hmm.
1: yeah you, you know you, you mentioned also in your interview and I'm sorry to kind of go forwards and backwards like this for our listener but you mentioned um, a beautiful kind of matriarch uh, uh, a, a lady, that when you were growing up was the first woman to introduce yoga to you. I think she was in her 70s when you were still a, yeah. a young girl in Austria.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I, was I wonder. So happy to meet her.
1: <laughs> I wonder if you could tell us more about her and how how was she different as say a, a ruthless coach than Sharat?
2: <laughs> she was a very very wise woman and. Uh, she was the grandmother of uh, the boyfriend that I had at that time. Mm-hmm. I I was a bit adventurous, and I was uh, didn't like the small time where I was living. And so during the summer, uh, I went to Austria to just spend some time there. Mm-hmm. And the work I was selling ice cream, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I met this guy, and we went, we got together, and we we stayed together actually for three years, and I. We were traveling back and forth and I stayed more time in, in Austria after high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, he was living with his grandmother uh, since he was a child because his dad was kind of gone and his mom had died in a car accident. So mm-hmm. he was living mm-hmm. with his grandmother and his twin brother. Mm. Mm. So I got uh, really yes. close to that grandmother, Theresia Frankhauser or something. She's we, we had contact until she uh, died just a few years ago. Yeah. And she was in her 70s and I was 17. And I uh, I heard that she, oh, she told me about her yoga. And she stood up early in the morning and I was so fascinated. Finally, I met somebody that was doing yoga. Mm. And I asked her, can you teach me? Yeah, you have to stay up with me then at five o'clock in the morning. I said, no problem, I do. <laughs> and uh, and I, I did yoga with her. It was a calmer practice. We started with seated postures and um, resting in between mm-hmm. and then st- some standing postures and some upside down and then uh, more of a yoga nidra kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. And, and I That's I exactly love it. I did she, did, <laughs> she, she <laughs> did she
0: tell you where um, she learned it from or you don't Yeah, remember? it
2: was a, I, from what I remember it was some uh, guy from Australia that had spent a few years there in Selamse Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know his name, but he had taught her this and she was in a very bad shape around her 50s. Mm-hmm. So that was when she changed uh, everything, basically what she was eating. She ha- she ate only macrobiotic food. So I, oh, wow. I learned a little bit about that as well. And then do the yoga and yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, then I think, unfortunately, you said that you, you had to go back to Sweden and uh, you went to university and you had to, but were you still kind of doing some of this, the things that she taught you?
2: not so much I don't know why I dropped it Uh, I was uh, more into studying and uh, then find a job and uh, do the whole career kind of thing and uh, that was what I did and I was so stressed as a person Mm. and then it came up to me and also this ache in my back so it was both and then so uh, I, I, I realized I have to take up this yoga again. And so I found another lady actually in Stockholm. She was also in the 70s. Mm-hmm. She was teaching some kind of Satchananda yoga or something. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't remember really. I was so scared of her,
0: uh, <laughs>
2: but I went there. <laughs> she was so, yeah, she was, was
0: very she
2: strict. Tough, tough, yeah. <laughs> tough, very strict and very tough. Yeah. And then, uh, but I, I I took her course. I was going on my bike very stressed. I could have crashed into a car again, uh, but I didn't. <laughs> fortunately. <Thankfully. laughs> yeah, thankfully. And I did the poses and then I was more relaxed in the evening before going to bed. So that was only one time a week I started again. And then, and then actually it all, happened when I got pregnant with my first child I, I started to think I cannot continue working like this I'm I'm going to kill myself mm. and then when when William was born I felt I don't want to work <laughs> I just want to take care of him you know mm. yeah. and uh, yeah so that was I, I actually quit my work without having another job and uh,
1: you were a product manager to, at the time yeah
2: yeah. in telecommunication. Actually, I was working a few years for AT&T that was trying to take over the European market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that was so it, it, it,
2: <laughs> Yeah, actually, I speak a few languages. So I, I, I was traveling uh, in Europe quite a lot, actually. Uh, yeah. So it, it was a very nice experience, six years of that. But uh, I got too stressed. And then when I became a mom I I didn't want to travel that much and I wanted to be with my children and so that was when we moved from Stockholm up to the town where I was where I came from and we we...
0: your parents were up there still
2: yeah they are still there
0: yeah yeah it's nice to have some support Mm -hmm. like that when the children are young too it's yeah
2: yeah yeah Mm-hmm. So the, the, then uh, we spent eight years up there and I was tra- started to travel to Mysore and we also we also spent the whole winter in Mysore the whole family together when we we took care of Santosha cafe. Ah right yeah. so you so you we-
0: said that you sold your house you were living in yeah. the north part of Sweden and then you sold mm. your home and moved to Mysore and yeah.
1: With your husband, with your
0: husband and your children. Yes. And yes. then you bought a cafe.
2: Yeah.
1: You bought a cafe because
2: the first Santosa. yeah, the first that's time yours I was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Santosha yeah, Santosha Cafe. We had it for for a year. And um, because the first time I came there it was a Canadian couple uh yes. having the cafe. And then the second time uh a guy called Julian, maybe you remember from New yeah. York, <laughs> yeah, yeah, was running the cafe. And then I thought, oh, maybe I could do that as well. So I said to him, well, when you are tired of doing this, can you please tell me because I'm interested to go here? Because I th- I, I thought it was a, the best idea I could come up with how to stay in Mysore with the full family. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, for make a long time. your husband time. run
1: the cafe. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well we did it together and it was Mm-mm. it was it wasn't so difficult we only had open four hours so yeah from yeah. eight to twelve yeah Goodness. and then the kids could go to the international school there and
0: yeah
2: it wasn't yeah. very very they nice enjoy time.
0: their time there did they did they have a good yeah, time at I, the school?
2: yeah yeah i think so that they, they got full attention there were so many teachers and the 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 school was great great okay. education it was the best school that my kids have been to during their whole school yeah it was very very good yeah
0: so what was a a typical day like for you living in mysore with your kids and and your husband and running the cafe what would you do
2: i woke up around three Mm -hmm. having my coffee and then went to the shala for 15 and then did my practice with shara Mm -hmm. then i came home i took a little bit of rest Uh, the kids woke up and um, they had breakfast and we started the cafe at eight and then when they went to school and then I was serving at the cafe up until 12 Mm -hmm. Um, and then we had a little bit of a time for ourselves uh, before the kids came back from school again and then they had a lot of homework every evening we sat with the homework and yeah and then we went to bed quite early, so <laughs> as you do in my, store. yeah, yeah,
1: you, you had cooks working for you, or did did someone do did your husband do the cooking, or what
2: was? no, the... no, no, we had the Indian staff was there, so we didn't do much actually we but it was a lot standing, so it was really tiring for the back <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to stand all the time, yeah, and, right. uh, yeah. And did the kids go nice. to school
0: in a rickshaw? Did they have like their own little rickshaw driver pick them up? No, it was a school bus actually that oh, came wow. and
2: picked them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was quite far away. It was uh, towards Shamundi Hill. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's not where, you, where Jediah went and tried to escape.
0: <laughs> no, we <laughs> when I went to Mysore with Jediah one year, he was three, I think, or four. And I put him in the Montessori school, which is quite close to uh, Gokulam area. It's um, okay. Yeah, I I think I know. In like a a little a little house. Yeah. Yeah. And so I left him there for maybe two hours, and Mm. within the first fifteen minutes, he uh, decided this was not the place for him. (laughs) He did not want to be left here, even though he had friends, other friends that he knew, children of of other yoga students that were there. Yeah. And then he tried to run away. And so he Mm -hmm. ran through the field in front of the house, climbed up onto the fence and they were like pulling him off the fence and he was crying. And then my friend Matthew came with his nephews who he was dropping off and he says, you know my mom, take me to my mom, don't leave me here. <laughs> and he's screaming and crying. Oh, so after yeah. about two hours or three hours, cause I wasn't sure how he'd do, I came back, I came back and uh, he was fully traumatized and uh
1: just shaking in a corner yeah
0: pretty much shaking in a corner
1: (laughs) (laughs) and
0: uh and I tried to take him back the next day and he said no I'm not gonna go in so we just sat in the yard for a while to see if he would change his mind but he's very stubborn and so he uh he said he said I'm never coming to India again unless I don't have to go to school and I said, "Okay, let's <laughs> you don't have to go to school when you're in India." <laughs> he did yeah. the same for the, in his it's first
1: difficult. grade. He wouldn't. Yeah. He he was stayed in the car and he wouldn't go into school. Yeah. So I'm not going in there.
0: Yeah. He the whole day of the second day of first grade, he went the first day and he decided he didn't like first grade. <laughs> he wanted to go back oh, to kindergarten okay. because it was more fun. <laughs> and uh, so the second day of first end. grade he decided that he was just going to not go to school anymore and so we sat mm. in the car
2: all day outside in of the his I school <laughs> God. difficult time for a mom <laughs> yeah yeah a, when yeah, he gets something
0: in his head it's it's uh, very yeah. difficult to change his mind about it
1: mm. <laughs> and your children mm. they adjusted to India just like that there were no problems
2: uh yeah I think so but uh, my son he's uh, 19 years old now and he says I don't have to I don't have to go back to Mysore anymore I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's kind of fed up with Mysore thing and but Emma my daughter she's 18 now. Mm-hmm. Uh she she loves to come back together with me when next time I go mm. if, oh, wow. if if that's yeah. Yeah. She loves the food and things and mm. yeah. Nice. She's more into yoga now also. Mm -hmm. Uh, she's she's practicing a little bit yeah that's beautiful so Mm -hmm. you
0: were there for a year living was it longer than a year
2: uh no actually it was difficult with visas at that time so we had Mm -hmm. to go six months and then you have to go out of the country and so yeah we had the cafe for for one year but we had staff there when we couldn't be there as well so yeah yeah and then
0: and then you continued to go back. Did you go back every year? Um,
2: almost or every second year. Mm-hmm. We went to full family again for two months, December, January 2013, yeah. 14, I think it was. Then we were, were homeschooling them. And right. uh, yeah. And then I've been there on my own just two times after that. It has been difficult because I, I divorced. so And also I've been oh. alone with my children.
1: Was this because of the cafe?
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> but, yeah. No, it happened that I I became the only parent for yeah. Yeah, the past six years now. So,
0: and it's very difficult mm. too. I think um, when the children are younger, it's much easier, but when they're in the middle school age, it's mm. quite mm. challenging to take them out of school, out of activities. Um,
2: yeah and in sweden actually since 2011 it's um forbidden mm-hmm. homeschooling is forbidden oh, so wow. we cannot do it yeah
0: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's, it's really difficult
1: how how old were your children when when you divorced uh
2: 14 and uh, turning 13 yeah
1: yeah Hmm. And and how did they how did they adjust? Did, do you think they saw it coming? Do they understand or were they surprised?
2: Uh, both, I think. Uh, hmm. uh, they understood and some things they didn't understand. I think, yeah. 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 Okay. Like all children, they, I think they want mom and dad to be together. But we didn't fight or argue much. It was actually a sad uh, separation because their dad is uh, quite sick. Mm. And he needed help, yeah. He has multiple sclerosis. Oh, I see. And, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: It's
2: difficult. So, yeah, difficult. difficult. And he he tried to survive in a a different kind of (laughs) uh, way, uh, Mm. if I put it that, uh, yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but he, he actually realized that he couldn't just, be sick and uh, because he wasn't working the last years when we were together yeah uh, so he decided no I can work so he he found a job at Spotify oh. and moved to Bulgaria sofia because oh. that is where the office is so he lives abroad Yeah. yeah. okay wow yeah. Interesting. yeah and he's doing a, the job there since so he's managing that yeah yeah okay. so it's uh, been very. <laughs> Yeah, different. Yeah, so, Not you were what I alone and... would happen. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's hard yeah. to be a single mother with two, yeah. you know, children in middle school with different, you know, mm. needs and doing their yeah. their own stuff and and then also, you know, you were able to continue your practice throughout this time too.
2: Practice early practice before teaching at 6 and yeah. And they have been have had to manage themselves as well. Waking right. up alone in the morning and take some breakfast and then go to school. And I wasn't there. Right. Was that hard for you? Yeah, but uh, yeah, hard. No, I think we we, find, we found some kind of rhythm together. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. It was okay. It was a, Yeah, I think it was okay. Yeah. yeah. We have to ask them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Maybe it's, they have another version.
2: Mom yeah. was never there. I was there right. in the afternoons when they came home from school instead. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah.
0: And you were teaching Mysore. Yeah. At, a yoga, at your yoga school. Yeah. Yeah. So you would get up early, practice, and then leave the house, and they'd still be sleeping, and then they had to kind of mm. get themselves all ready for school and mm-hmm. get on the mm-hmm. bus. And then, yeah. That's, yeah. It's challenging. It's a it's yeah. a sacrifice for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <gasps>
1: It's yeah. interesting because I, I was raised with a, a single mom. And so I, I saw the way mm-hmm. in which a mom has to become both parents and she um, has to be um, a disciplinarian, but also the the one you go to, you know, for cuddles. That can be mm-hmm. that can be complicated. I could see that happening to harmony, where it's like suddenly mm-hmm. she is both parents, you know. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think Jadaya now is adjusted to the idea of me being there. And he seems to take me for granted that I am his, uh, his you know, Daddy Russ. He has Daddy Jeff and he That's Daddy That's so Russ.
2: lovely to hear, yeah. Yeah, have,
1: have yeah. you, um, do you think that, uh, my question is, do you feel like you had to be a different person with your children? Did you have to transform? Anyway,
2: no, actually I think I came I, we came closer uh, and uh, no, I just tried to be there with them. Uh, it was so uh, so different uh, with everything and we we slowly adjusted to the new situation uh, when Magnus moved abroad and he wasn't around anymore and we it was just the three of us, and we had a dog as well he he was a very yeah. Mm. very supportive dog <laughs> actually he was yeah, i understand us so much. yeah he gave us so much love all the time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, but of course it's been difficult but uh, i think we 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 went through somehow yeah and uh, yeah yeah and so
0: do you feel like now i mean your children are, are growing they're older and mm. you've been practicing for I guess almost 20 years now. But you could include mm. yeah.
1: when she was 17. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 yoga, <laughs> yoga in general. Ashtanga yoga since Asht- 2004. Yeah, mm-hmm. do you feel like you've been, um, do you feel like your practice is getting better? Are you still progressing or
2: is that not really a focus for you? I'm still progressing. I'm so, I'm so fascinated how that can be possible. And I feel at the moment, I feel very, very strong. Mm. and um yeah mm. i feel very strong and i'm i'm so grateful for that and i think ashtanga yoga makes you strong so mm. by practicing ashtanga yoga it it i usually describe it as i i come to my roots mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm in uh, like a tree and you know in the top of the tree it can be quite windy and shaky but i have my roots with me all day mm-hmm. so something like that i feel centered and i can uh, handle sometimes difficult situations in a calmer way Mm.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah do i have it right that you gained your authorization
2: yeah Yeah, 2011
1: 2011 what what was that like for you were you surprised
2: yeah i was completely surprised (laughs) It was after a primary, uh, Friday primary series led class. Mm -hmm. He came up to me when we, uh, after uh, the finishing mantra, we stood there, all of us. Uh, Before he said, uh, you know, the last uh, sun salutation thing before taking rest, he said, you come into my office afterwards, I would like to authorize you. And he said, it's so many people could hear. And I was, are you pointing at me? no <laughs> you know i didn't <laughs> believe it and yeah i was completely surprised so oh, i i also said to charles but i don't know how to what to say i have so much to learn and uh yeah something like that and he said then you don't worry about that you have to go home and teach this so oh, nice wow.
1: And that's mm-hmm. when you decided to make a school or did you have a school already by then?
2: That was uh, actually when I, I uh, we had then moved to the south of Sweden mm-hmm. and that was the month where I handled over the cafe. I was there on my own. My uh, my children mm-hmm. and my husband at that time were mm-hmm. back in Sweden mm-hmm. and I was handling over the cafe to another Swedish girl that had been practicing with me in Sweden. And uh, yeah, so uh, Uh, I came home and I started this new school in in the south of Sweden Mm -hmm. with my author say I was teaching before but uh, Mm -hmm. before I got authorized but yeah Mm -hmm. so I was really happy that I came home it was unexpected Mm -hmm. I was really really happy yeah yeah yeah
1: I, I remember when when and I asked, I asked, I asked, he didn't tell me, I asked Sharad if he would, if he, if I could get authorized. And he said, yes, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> and I said, okay, okay. yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I was coming out of the changing room and then he yelled very loudly in front of, you know a hundred people, Rasul, come into the office. And mm-hmm. it was like, um. <laughs> oh, okay, like this couldn't. And then I walked out of the office with a big you know, orange manila envelope and everyone is looking at me. was like, yeah, this don't, I won't tell any of you what just happened. You know, it's like, couldn't be more obvious, but it it did. It it left me was very, I was very strangely and profoundly changed. Like I felt such an extraordinary responsibility to, to the lineage of you. Yeah, me too. Did you feel that? Did you feel like you had to maybe even, Study harder to make sure that you knew. Everything. Yeah, I, I
2: uh, yeah, the responsibility to to carry on. Mm-hmm. I felt very, very much.
1: And do you feel yeah. the same way now in your school? It's been a an odd year with COVID, and no, none of us can go back to Mysore, and it's very, very weird.
2: You know, in Sweden, we I have been teaching all the time, but with less students, and mm-hmm. so. This COVID, it's. I don't want people to die, of course, uh, yeah. earlier than uh, necessary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's <not> necessary. <laughs> or I don't want anybody to suffer, of course. But it, COVID for me and for many people here, I think, has been good because mm-hmm. the pace slowed down. And actually, uh, this is from my own. On personal view i don't teach early mornings because people can come a little later because they work from home right so i can practice i don't have to get up at that early time and mm-hmm. yeah for me it has been an amazing year yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then i also realized that that i was quite tired you know with getting up at that time all the time yeah. so i'm not doing that yeah yeah more than a year now wow it's you're nice. not
1: anxious for things to change then you you're really <laughs> no. in a good space
2: Yeah, adapt to improvise and overcome <laughs> yeah. no but it has been nice uh yeah yeah uh, and uh, i also have taught some online classes as well and yeah i think it's yeah it has been a good year for me. <laughs> i'm grateful yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds strange, maybe, but I have to tell the truth. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. been good. Yeah, it's,
0: I think if you have a a spiritual practice or a practice, something that you're you're dedicated to, and and you know helps you to connect more deeply with yourself or something beyond yourself, um, you know, times like this almost are a little bit of a blessing because, as you say, you uh, are able to kind of cocoon a little bit and and have more time for yourself for your practices and not be Mm. um, you know so pulled uh, to things outside of yourself maybe
2: yeah and also uh, smaller groups it's nice Mm. Mm -hmm. I think so and uh, people have been wanting to come and practice but they uh, it wasn't enough uh, spots so people have been more eager to practice because they want to get their spot and it's more dedication and devotion yeah right. some yeah. yeah nice that's interesting mm. yeah it's mm.
1: beautiful gosh well I, and I, I just i really want to thank you for reaching out to us and thank I, and you I, I love hearing people's stories and finding out me
2: too what,
1: what is it that that makes them want to do this and so we've learned we've learned a lot about you and it's it's a very um you know some very say private and intimate details that uh, you've shared with us and we're grateful mm-hmm. for that because we know that so many people are listening right so <laughs> thank you thank you for sharing yeah
2: Thank Hi. you. Thank you also for a very nice interview. You made it easy. I was a bit nervous actually. So you made it easy. <laughs> it was easy to talk. <laughs> oh
0: good. It was wonderful yeah. to hear how the practice has supported you through throughout yeah. so many different life stages and changes. And uh, your mm-hmm. dedication and devotion to your practice is really admirable. And and mm-hmm. yeah, it's so yeah.
2: wonderful to hear your story. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and also thank you for doing this. I think it's great that you interview so many people, and that yeah, it it gets uh, the picture gets clearer about why people are drawn to this tra- practice. I think we all have our personal uh, what? How, how do you say that uh, mm-hmm. reasons for yeah. why you do why you do it yeah and uh, it's it's interesting to to listen to i think
0: yeah
2: and i yeah. think it can look different also depending yeah. on
0: it can
1: look very different
0: yeah. yeah
2: very different we are all different we are all unique mm. so of course <laughs> it's different for everyone mm. yeah and uh, in that sense i'm also very amazed by the work that sharati is doing <laughs> mm. meeting all of us yeah we're all yeah. so different yeah, um, yeah.
1: I'm I'm a little surprised. I've heard that um, it seems like uh, he misses us and yeah. that surprises yeah. me. I, I would have thought that he would have been finally free and he would <laughs> he just said, go, go back to practice. But I think he wants us to come back, you know.
2: Yeah, he said that at one of the conferences uh, a few weeks ago, I, I feel a bit depressed, actually. He said, I was yeah. so surprised when he said
0: that. Yeah. 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 It's nice to have have other people around practicing doing the thing well, that you do. It's not so hmm. common even um, in India in Mysore to have
1: privacy. Yeah, to have no. well
0: to
2: have people practicing.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, that <as> yes.
2: Well. <laughs> but yeah. I think we all are, can agree upon that it, it's an amazing energy in the, mm. the room when people yeah. are practicing, and it's you cannot describe it. I think with words. Yeah. you have to experience it you cannot explain to somebody what it is like it's like yeah yeah it's like i don't know it's magic mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it can really carry mm-hmm. you for a long time
2: yeah mm. mm-hmm.
0: well thank you so much
2: Anne. it was so wonderful thank to you. Chat with you thank you so much yeah take care and i hope to see you soon in sweden yes you are please. so welcome please let me know when you can travel and we organize something yeah. here. Yeah. People That's are lovely. waiting for you. We'll do yeah. an
0: online, an online workshop. Yes.
2: Wow. So you just get your, your, your you, you sign up at uh, my webpage. Yes. That's oh, fantastic. Yoga, uh, ahus.com. Ahus. Dot <laughs> <Yes>. Ahus. Yes. Ahus. <laughs> ahus.
1: What does Ahus mean? Is that house?
2: It's, it's, uh, no, yeah, house. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. uh, uh, water next to houses or what do you call it? <laughs> <I don't laughs> know. Like a pond. Yeah. A, moat. Yeah. a moat. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. A river.
2: A river more a like. It's a it's water a, it's a yeah, it's a beautiful spot. It's a beautiful place with the nice beaches and the forests and yeah, a lot of nature.
1: I think yeah. Lund means like a little gentle field in the middle of of the woods. So we'll have to find something uh-huh. like
2: yeah you have to come and see
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> especially you russell since you have a, a, your relatives from here yeah. <laughs> yeah i'll
1: have to find them i'll have to yeah. walk up to people on the street and ask them <laughs> if they know me or my family
2: yeah mm-hmm. well, good thank, you.
0: Okay, bye thank you again yeah Bye. Bye-bye. thanks for listening to bye. this episode of finding harmony with me, your host, Harmony Slater. You can find out more information on my website, harmonyslater.com. And I look forward to connecting with you again soon.
2: Thank